Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. Good morning and happy Thursday. I could not be more excited for today's podcast. And due to technical difficulties, thank you, Retrograde, I am going to be doing the introduction for Kat, who runs the Fem Guide. She works with ambitious women to step into their feminine. And oh my gosh, you guys, I could not be more excited for the juicy material coming your way today. So without further ado, let's welcome Kat. Hello, Kat, and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. How are you this morning? Hi, Courtney. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. How are you? So good. I cannot wait for our conversation today. I'm super excited. Me too. I'm very much looking forward to it. So I always kick off the show, and I love to hear stories. I want to hear who you are and what got you stepping into your dharma and doing the work that you're doing today. Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, when I look back at where I really began getting into femininity coaching and and confidence, um, it really stems back into childhood. This is where our personalities are really shaped and formed. And often we have a lot less control about it than we realize. And I grew up in an environment that was constantly changing. I was always moving school. And really the only thing I had close to me was my family. Um, So as a result of moving school all the time, I kind of got to a place very early on where I became very introvert and very shy um, to the point that I'd arrive in a new school and and little girls would come up to me and they'd be like, do you want to play with us? And I would say no. And I wouldn't say no because I didn't like the girls. I'd say no because I was like, well, I'm only going to be here for three months. What's the point of making friends? And they'd probably be wasting their time getting to know me because I'm not that interesting. So I was very much in a <laughs> like shy, insecure place. But one thing I did have going for me was my intelligence. I was like the A-star student. But quickly I began to realize that like, you know, when I'd be getting the best grades, but when someone influential would be invited to our school, I was never asked to take that person on a tour of the school. And what I started to realize, I was like, hmm, I think... I think there's more than this like brains things. There's like other things that we're supposed to have. And being the outsider that I was, I spent a lot of time observing people. And what I started to realize very quickly was the people who were being asked to take part in all of these fun things, they were charming and they were magnetic and they were confident. And luckily for me, I I'm a nerd still to this day. So anything I'm interested in, I study. Like I go and look up all the information, all the papers. And so I started to do the same thing with confidence. 
And I really learned that you could learn how to be confident. And the time that really inspired me to start the Fem Guide was when, um, at this point now, I'm in my teens or my late teens, early 20s. And I'm working in this amazing company in my field. I've gone on holiday and I get a call from my boss and she's like, I need to speak to you as soon as possible. My heart's panicking. I, I'm thinking I've lost my job. And she says, well, you know, we have this award show. It's like over 1.2 thousand executives. And we've just lost the person who's meant to headline to open the show. Would you oh open God. the show? <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, like, I don't think I've ever made a decision so easily before. I instantly said yes. Never mind. I didn't know what I was going to wear. It was less than 24 hours away. I didn't know what I was going to say. I just knew that I could do this. And I went up on stage and I thrived. I was in my element. And the turning point for me was when I got off stage and I had all these award winners who I admired coming up to me saying like, how did you do that? I would be so nervous. Were you nervous? And I felt this pressure to say, yeah, I was so nervous. But deep down inside, I was like, man, I love that. I'd love to do that again. <laughs> and that's when I realized that, whoa, all this studying, all this work that I've been doing on myself has actually come to fruition. And for me at that point, it was time to share back all the things that I learned. So that's how my, my femininity journey and confidence journey began. I love that. Oh my gosh. Do you know what that just made me think of? Have you, do you do TikTok? TikTok? Yes. I love TikTok. I'm obsessed. Okay. You know that one with Cardi B where it's like, were you nervous for your first performance? And she's like, yeah, you know what? For my first performance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. <laughs> I just totally kept playing that in my head. Oh my gosh. Um, so Tell me a little bit about now what you do with working with women, what that looks like for you. Yeah, so um, now what I do working with women is really focused around allowing them to refine, reclaim, and take power in their feminine journey. Um, often people say back to me like, Kat, this is really life coaching, but the reason that I choose to approach it from a feminine frame is because when I go back to this period I've just spoken about, I kind of saw two examples. I either saw the woman who's super successful, she's very driven, she accomplishes her goals, but oh my God, she's so difficult to deal with and she's mean and she's tough and she's hard. Or you have the woman who is very girly and we all have this part of ourselves, very girly. She likes all the fancy girly things and she's very in tune with her feminine energy and her appearance. But for some reason, she has like absolutely no hopes and aspirations in life. And I was like, come on, <laughs> there is a middle ground here. There is a middle ground between the two where you can reap the rewards of being like a boss babe and a successful woman, but also use your feminine energy to your advantage. And so that's what I started coaching and teaching women was how, you know, they can stay and thrive in their ambition. But when it comes to the other parts of their lives, their personal lives, their their visual image and their social lives, they can tap into a softer, more authentically womanly part of themselves. And so I do that now through one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have tons of students on my online courses. So 
social media, coaching, online courses. That's how I reach the women I work with. I love that. We were just talking to someone the other day about feminine sales and how to incorporate it into their business. And I thought this was so beautiful the way this was graphed out. So it's basically a picture of a compass. And on the north, it's do businesses love. So that would be our earth Mm. sign. And then crafting your hot author. So being in your creative, you know, feminine flow, if you will. And then mm-hmm. for air, it was standing in your vision and asking for the sale instead of demanding it or it coming across very masculine and chasing, so more of attraction. Mm-hmm. And then for fire, it was instead of panicking over concerns, dancing with the concerns and raising the rates and ha- knowing your worth. For water, mm-hmm. it was being curious and being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I just thought that was so cool, the way it pieced all together within all of the elements within the divine feminine. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's such a, a great way to approach business because people often think that like you have to be in your masculine energy to approach business in a successful way. And that is just evidence that that's not true. You can tap into that divine feminine to help you accomplish what you want. I love that. Absolutely. And I love that we are so trained from such a young age to run a business in the masculine, that running it in the feminine seems so like we have to retrain our brains <laughs> that that is possible. Yeah, <laughs> that that was definitely the case for me. Um when I started my business, I started in the feminine. Like this business started with no business plan. I was really just taking signs and signals that the universe was telling, giving me and just deciding to, you know, embrace the flow and go with that. And, you know, as the business grew and, and became more successful, then responsibilities start to come in. Like when you have a team and you have people you need to pay for. And so that like pressure on responsibility actually let take me for a while into the masculine with how I approached my business. And I was very much focused on, okay, like how is this coming in? How are we gonna make sure everyone's paid, et cetera, et cetera, rather than, you know, going back into intu- the intuitively paying attention to what my audience is telling me they want and providing that. And I had to go through a really difficult three months of just being in pure masculine energy. Um, And my way out of that was going back to basics and going back to, okay, I want to create content rather than me sitting in front of another six pages and analyzing their analytics. I'm going to dress up in my lingerie and put a fur rug on the floor and turn on some music and just see what I'm my, where my spirit is led to take me and instantly my audience was were like oh my gosh cat everything you're sharing is like really resonating it's like you're reading my mind and i was like oh okay this is why feminine energy is so helpful <laughs> i love that yeah oh my god it was a it was a big it was a big moment for me you're like i'm just going to hit the pause button right quick oh, yes and It's funny because these things, when we're, again, when you move out of the feminine, you're not paying attention. You're not having introspective awareness. You're not listening to your body and your body will give you physical signs of what it needs if you don't listen early on. And I got to a place where I was having constant burnout. Like I kept having to 
take time off and not the time off that I like where I say, ladies, I'm going on holiday. I'm going to have a good time. It was like time off, like emergency out of office messages. Do not contact me for three days. I need a break. Don't chat to me. I started breaking out, like having eczema flare ups. And it wasn't until I got to the doctor and he was like, it's not your pillows. It's not some new body scent. It is stress that I was like, whoa, wait, we need to pause and really think about where we're going. And that's when I realized that I had moved away from that, that divine feminine that was in me. Yeah, I think it's, it's so easy to, to swing from one side of the pendulum to the other within mm-hmm. the masculine and feminine and finding that balance is hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hard to really step into that because we really are trained to really go one way or the other. And I love that you said that it was stress because I have psoriasis, so very similar to eczema. Mm-hmm. And when I'm stressed that my skin is like the telltale sign that like I need to check things because yes. when I have flare ups, I'm like, okay. Either I'm eating super shitty because I'm on the go all the time or I'm rushing through life or I'm not drinking enough water or I'm stressed. Like it comes down to those three basic things. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. How do you move past that when you're like, how do you even get to a place where you are awake to being aware of that? Because I think too often we, we just throw it down to other like external factors that are out of our control. Absolutely. For me, it's really carving out time daily to just be like I started. Okay, this was like such a game changer. I don't know if you do this too. I started like on my calendar, we get so filled up with like just crap because I have three kids, I run a bunch of different businesses. And so to have that balance and my husband is a firefighter. So when he's gone, he's like gone, gone for days. And Mm. so I catch myself like in total workaholic mode because sometimes that's easier. And I, my personal weakness is that I use work to numb out, right? So when things are really stressful, working is easy for me. And getting into that masculine is really easy for me because one, I was raised by a man. And two, that's like my comfort zone. So being in my Mm -hmm. feminine is really sometimes hard for me because I don't do stillness well. I don't do flow well. And Mm -hmm. so I have to schedule myself as ridiculous as this sounds. I schedule time with myself. So I'll schedule time to like meditate. I'll schedule time to stillness. Like every single day, there are times blocked out on my calendar that I know that my kids are going to be asleep. That is time that I can just be, I'm going to do a tarot reading for myself. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to listen to music. I'm going to take a bubble bath, but I like carving out that date time with me to Mm. tap into that divine feminine and really remind myself to slow down and embody that stillness. And when I don't do that, I notice I get these creative blocks, right? And I'm sure you Mm. get like this too, but I feel stuck. I'm like, okay, nothing's coming to me. I'm not feeling very intuitive. I'm just go, 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 go. Oh my gosh. I love that. So beautiful. And you know what stands out to me the most is that you're aware of how you operate your personality and your process. And rather than trying to force things around that, you work with that. So I'm very much the same. Like I have to put my me time and my rest time I have to put everything on my calendar. If I'm going <laughs> to peel some yams, <laughs> that's going in my calendar. Oh, that wait, makes me feel so much more normal. You have no idea. 
<laughs> it's so it's so helpful because you see it there and just like the way you will see a meeting or a, an interview in your calendar and you're like okay that time is set and it's non-negotiable when you're able to do that with your rest time you're making that part of yourself and that part of your time just as much as a priority to your your health and your produ productivity and your creativity as our standard work pieces so I love that oh yes so what are when you work with women and they are facing the problems that you and I have talked about what are some things that you advise like the, if the audience is sitting there going yes that's me how are some ways that they can really start to embody that divine feminine while still carrying on their lives? Because I think a lot of people go on this path and they like, again, there's that whole law of polarity thing, right? We have to have that balance between the feminine and the masculine. And they swing so far on the other end that they start to really lose track of that linear structure or they go and feel, you know, you can't just be all in flow all the time, right? There is that yeah. perfect balance. How do you find that? You know, where I usually start off for most people is getting them to do something that they typically have never done before. Oh. So we want to improve our career and we want to aspire to achieve great things in our business, etc we sit down and we make a plan and we make a plan of like, what do I actually want? And like, what does that look like for me? Well, when was the last time we actually did that for the personal part of our lives? But when was the last time you sat down, whether it comes to romantic relationships or your feminine energy or your relationships with your family and your friends sat down and said like, what does, what does greatness, what does happiness, what does success in that area of my life look like? When you don't do this, you're really just, it's almost like trying to navigate to treasure without a map. You're going to be walking down paths, you're going to be walking down alleys, and you walk down an alley, you're like, whoa, 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 what, what are we doing here? And you're trying to find your way back and you're lost. But if instead you sit down and you say, if I take away, especially when it comes to femininity, what I am expected my femininity to look like what I'm told, you know, I should feel like what I'm told that success should look like for me, happiness, all of these things. When I close my eyes and I dream and I literally pretend that no one is eavesdropping so I can say the crazy stuff I'd never say out loud. Yes. What do I actually want? That's where it starts. And that's where I start with everyone. And, and do you know what? Courtney, my clients, they hate it sometimes because they'll come to me with an Absolutely. issue. <laughs> and I'll be like, Kat, like, how do I tell this person that blah, 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 blah. And my first question is, well, what is your desire for the outcome of this conversation? And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. It's like, well, why would you go into then a conversation trying to change or affect things if you haven't had a predetermined desirable outcome? And so when we sit down and we approach the different aspects of our life this way, we're able then to tap into my, one of my favorite feminine archetypes. Anyone who's ambitious can really identify with this one. And it's the huntress. Mm. The huntress, 
Her desire is to achieve and to get things done. And rather than being only focused on the outcome, which is more of that masculine energy, she's in the feminine in that she's also focused on the experience to the attainment of that outcome. And she's very strategic, right? Because the masculine is like, okay, that's my target. I'm going to run full force bearish at this. The huntress, she's like, this is my target. I'm going to study my target, find out exactly what my desire, like what my target wants, what they don't have. And I'm going to use that to lure them into my trap. And that's how she gets her prey. That is the right way when we want to be in the feminine for us to approach things. And that's typically where I'll start with my clients is looking at it from that point of view, determining the desire. And then we work together and we create a strategy to pull that towards them. Mm, I love that. When I was writing my book um, and I was studying for the Huntress because it's all about Jungian divine feminine archetypes mm-hmm. and how to embody each one. And oh my gosh, the Huntress was because, you know, I when you're writing, the wild woman is so, um, I don't want to say played out, but she, she serves a very valid purpose, but very hyped up, right? Like that's a popular mm-hmm. one. So when I was studying the not so popular ones, and this was years of studying archetypes, right? And when I got to the Huntress, it was magical. I was so drawn in because when you hear Huntress, you think like, you know, uh, a really strong woman who's hunting things and da 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 da. And that's not what she is at all. And Mm. so she's got this like mystical magic to her. And when I started really doing deep, deep research on her, it was amazing at all the layers that she was and how she was this role model for young women and did all these things. And I was like, wow, like I want to be her when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I love the Huntress. And it was one of the ones like you that when I started to explore it more, I just got so excited because I think prior to this, a lot of women can relate to if you have a goal, if you have something that you want to work on, you almost get so caught up in the attainment of that goal that you lose the pleasure and enjoyment in it. And the huntress was really about like, first of all, looking at like, how do I trust the divine timing? How do I be flexible? How do I let go of control and and work collaboratively to achieve the goals? And the whole process of that is so beautiful. And it's it's definitely my favorite archetype for the ambitious woman. I love that. So when you have clients come to you and talk about conversations, I love this because I feel like especially now, you know, seasons change, times change, our energy changes, right? We're coming out into hotter weather and things are starting to shift a little bit. When people go into conversations, right, we always have this planned thing. And I think this was such a game changer for me. We're always thinking of the next thing we're going to say within a conversation instead of listening to the other person and what they're truly saying and actually responding versus planning a reaction. When you're in your feminine and you are, like you said, you know, you are, what, what is your, what do you want from this? How would you advise the audience to step into taking that time before a conversation to plan out what they want for the outcome like the hunters would? Mm, That's such a, that's such a good one. 
And I, I think it first starts off with, well, there's a level of realism that is involved in this as well, because you may have a desire of how you want a conversation to go, but you're not fully in control of that. It's a 50-50 thing. And so, first of all, you have to relinquish this, like, if it doesn't go my way, I'm going the highway sort of mentality and and be willing to accept the flow, be willing to accept things perhaps diverting where you expect that. And, and, you know, the shadow aspect of the huntress is her not being willing to change, not being adaptable. So to embrace the great sides of that archetype, you have to be prepared for that. Like what are the alternative ways this conversation could go? And, and, and what would be sort of like a, a common ground or what would be acceptable for this? By the way, one of the things that I've done that has been really impactful for how I approach conversations, I'm a big lover of lists. And there's this one list I worked on and it was a list of my non-negotiables and the things that I deserve. And then there was another list that was my, like my top, uh, my top 10, like commandments or like things that I believe in. When I came up with these three lists, I was able to really just get very clear, clear and concise. What are my values? What are the things I'm not willing to compromise on? And who and what is aligned with me? That way, any conversation I was approaching, I approached with a lot less fear because I now had, it's almost like having like uh, the formulas to a math test in the back of your pocket. So when a, a, a little problem comes up, instead of like racking your brain and thinking of a hundred million different ways to try and address this problem, you can literally look to that sheet and you have a formula and you say, okay, this is gonna work with this formula or this is not gonna work with this formula. And so writing out that list for me, it's something I'd never actually done before, really opened up my eye to the conversations that were worth having in the first place and the conversations that weren't worth having. And then also helping me navigate in the middle of a conversation when things change direction. For example, if someone says, um, well, we just want you to get this workout. It doesn't matter that there's like lots of little mistakes. I now feel confident knowing that hey, my number one value is high quality at every touch point to say, no, that's not a right. That's not how I work. Versus if a different issue comes up that's not in alignment or that is in alignment, I'm able to make that assessment. So I think having that list, getting it really clear is a really great way to give you confidence going into these conversations. Oh, I love that. I actually haven't heard that one. Yay. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> it's a, I'm a big, I'm a list person. I just like having things written down. And I think when I wrote those lists, particularly my non-negotiables, I was showing up differently, even with my team, even in how I work, because I was like, these are my expectations on these things I'm willing to compromise and things, these things I'm not. And so having to tell someone for example, that you're letting them go. I used to struggle so much with those conversations. I hated them. And now I approach them with confidence because it's not about me anymore. 
it's just about it's for for example it's about the company or it's about the standards the expectations the values and those are non-negotiable absolutely um and to have something in the material world that is because we fumble right it's natural to fumble Mm -hmm. and so having something to be able to turn to I, i that's genius Yes, yes, I love it. I'm, I might go do it again now. Foundation, <laughs> yes, oh yes, yes, yes. So I know a lot of women are going to want to connect with you and hear your expertise. And if you guys are not following her on the gram, you should be because there's so much good free info that you post, and I love it. I was going through it this morning um, before we chatted, and I was just like, ah, this is so much goodness in one spot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, the be- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just like you, I love Instagram. So Instagram is definitely my favorite platform. Um, I've started venturing into new territory, which I love and is doing very well. And that's on TikTok. So um, on Instagram, you can find me, The Femme Guide. That's F-E-M-M-E, The Femme Guide. And on TikTok, it's Kat Shanu, C-A-T-S-H-A. And you and we have a lot of fun on TikTok. We get a little bit devious, a little bit cheeky, um, but that's the nature of the platform. So I'd, I'd hope to see some people over there. I love TikTok. It's so fun. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very um, okay. One thing I love about TikTok is that it's very uh, controversial at times, but in a good way because it allows you to really understand you know how people are thinking and what people's limiting beliefs are and their mindsets Mm -hmm. which I had taken for granted on Instagram on my Instagram my audience is very in alignment with what I do but on TikTok you get shown to people who have never heard about feminine energy or intuition or manifestations before and it gives you like this new creative energy to like talk about different things absolutely oh so much goodness. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kat. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.